Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Game Talk Radio, or I might have to say Movie Talk Radio, as this is a special one-off I wanted to do to talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, I didn't want to include my normal podcast because there's going to be a lot of spoilers here, uh, and I didn't want people to be listening to my podcast maybe in the background and then all of a sudden spoilers start coming on maybe they're not in a position to like quickly switch it off and then here's something they don't want to hear so i want to do a special one-off piece for uh my star wars reviews so uh i saw star wars last jedi on sunday morning so i had to wait a couple days um before i could see it and i actually avoided spoilers somehow uh which is really impressive in my line of work typically people spoil everything (laughs) and you don't even get a chance to like you don't even get a chance to tell them not to so they'll come in they'll say oh i saw star wars like hey just uh it'd be really nice if you wouldn't ruin this movie for me please and then they'd be like oh no no i I definitely won't i can appreciate that like cool cool and then later they'll be saying something like i'm not gonna ruin it but like there's this awesome fight scene between derp and derp and you're like okay well that's kind of ruining something like don't tell me anything if, if you're not gonna tell me ah uh spoilers are pretty hard to avoid in my line of work uh but it, i i was able to this time so i went into it uh, and what i have to say too is i went into it with what i like to say are moderate feelings of hype so i didn't i didn't overhype this movie i didn't like put on my star wars stuff and like sit there and i didn't watch all the movies leading up to it i didn't do anything like that like i i just wanted it to be a good movie and I want to see it and I want to enjoy it like a good movie as a huge fan of the originals and a fan of Star Wars in general, which I find myself waning on the universe now. Um, but what's funny about me is one thing I'm kind of a sucker for is this uh, the thought of like coming back, like redemption stories are, are right in my wheelhouse. It's one of my favorite story arcs you could have. Also, I'm a huge fan of time hops. So I like when you have a story that's finished, say like Star Wars, and then you push it 25 years into the future and you see where all those characters are 25 years in the future. And I think all that stuff is just awesome. Like those are those are major story arcs and like plot points that I'm, I'm a huge fan of. And so when The Force Awakened came out, I was very excited to like see these characters, what they've been doing the last 25 years, what they're doing now like what what what, how they've changed how they've evolved everything and i for the most part i like the force awakens i actually i I thought it struck the perfect balance between having to introduce new characters but having enough of the old characters to um like carry you through right so and you had han solo was like the main character you introduce new characters you introduce um you know a, a bunch of really interesting new characters uh like a clone trooper who quits and uh and a great rebel pilot and poe and and like so there's some really good stuff there you introduce a new droid but you still have r2d2 and c3po and so all all, i thought that movie struck a pretty good balance i don't think it was a perfect movie and i don't think i've watched it since the first time i watched it when i bought it on blu-ray so like i watched in the theater then i bought it and then i watched it again i don't think i've watched it since then and I, i don't really care to um as opposed to the what i did not really enjoy in star wars rogue one which i thought was just really a not a good movie overall like they didn't spend any time building up these characters you're supposed to care about so anyway moving on to episode eight so i consider myself a big star wars fan but i'm not a fanatic like mental case you know i'd rather watch a good movie than watch a bad star wars movie if that makes sense so (laughs) with that being said uh about star wars episode eight the last jedi i thought it was a fine movie i thought it was okay i think it was not a very good star wars movie 
but I think it was a well-produced movie. The effects were really good. They spent a lot of money on this movie. The acting was very good in some parts and kind of mediocre in some parts, but for the most part, everything was there to have it be a fun sci-fi movie, except that as a Star Wars movie goes, they just seem to drop the ball in this one, is, is how I feel about it. Now, I also want to preface this by saying clearly, this is my opinion. Uh, so it, it, it's definitely worth you going out and seeing this movie. And if you want to see it, go see it. If you've already seen it and you loved it, I'm very happy for you. You know, this isn't me saying the movie sucked. It's me saying I didn't like the movie is, is the better way I should say it. So I, I didn't, I didn't think the movie was very good compared to what I was expecting. So I went in with mid-level expectations and I feel the movie still slid underneath those expectations. So that's disappointing because if I overhype a movie and it slides under, you're like, okay, well I overhyped it. That's on me. But when I go in with like no expectations or very, very medium level expectations and it still manages to disappoint, that's when I start to you know, realize that this movie definitely wasn't as good as I think it could have been. Um, so I think my, my biggest thing I want to complain about, and I'm going to knock that out right away. My biggest complaint was that I felt like this movie took everything that they spent time building up in force awakens. They, they took everything that we spent time building up in that movie and they threw it right in the trash. So obviously again, one last time spoilers ahead. If you're not, if you haven't seen star Wars and you don't want spoilers, please stop listening. This whole podcast, this whole, this whole episode is just star Wars spoilers. So, so go on. If you don't care that I spoil everything for you and you still want to go see it, totally cool. But I final warning, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's everywhere. Spoiler alert. Okay. My main issue with this movie was that they took everything from episode seven and they essentially threw it in the trash. All, there were, there were some really interesting things that they built up. They built up the fact that, Ray, we don't know who Ray's parents are, and they left her on this planet. And so, obviously, fan theories start going crazy. You're like, oh, is she Luke's daughter? Is she uh, Han Solo's, like, you know, uh, sleeping around daughter? Is it, uh, which wouldn't make any sense because he's not force sensitive anyway. Um, <laughs> but is it is it uh, Obi Wan Kenobi's like granddaughter or something like that? Right. So there are a lot of thoughts there like that, and I I think that that was kind of fun to speculate speculating. And, and the rumor mill is half the fun of, of the enjoying the mythos of a movie like this, I think. And so in the course of this movie, and again, we'll see how this plays out. I still think it might be a fake. Uh, but basically in this movie, they talk about the force in a way where everybody has a potential to be force sensitive. You know, it's not hereditary. So which, which makes sense because Anakin Skywalker would have like, we don't know who his parents were. So you know, it's, it's possible. Well, we know who his mom is, but you know, and, and, and apparently was like immaculately conceived, but which makes no sense either. But so that was the idea was that like anyone can be force sensitive. So Ray, they, they talk about who Ray's parents are and they basically state very firmly and accurately in this movie that Ray's parents are nobodies. They were like drug using junk traders who traded her off on a planet for whatever. And so that's kind of a, you had this big lead up going to who's Ray parents, who's Ray's parents. And they're nobody. Okay. I mean, that's not, it's your movie guys. You know, you make it however you want, but from a fan perspective, you built up, uh, something in episode seven and then just threw it in the trash in episode eight. Like you just don't, it's not even really a plot point. I mean, it kind of is because when, when, when Kylo Ren is is basically trying to 
pull her to the dark side or pull her to his side, uh, then like, as he's trying to do that, she, you know, he uses that against her. He says, you know, you know, the truth, you know who your parents are. And she's like, they're nobody. And he's like, they're nobody. They're just junkers. He's seen inside your head or whatever, you know? And so, okay. So it's a, it's a minor plot point there, but it's still a plot point that they could have used. And again, I still think they might go back on that. They might actually pull that back and, and later and be like, you know, Oh, Kylo Ren was lying to you. Your here's your lineage and whatever. Um, so that was like the first like big lead up from the previous movie that they just threw away. Uh, the second one was the uh, buildup of Luke Skywalker. So throughout the entire movie of Force Awakens, all you're waiting for is to see Luke Skywalker. He's the main character of the original trilogy. He's everyone's favorite character for the most part. I mean, most people's favorite character, I guess I should say. Obviously, a lot of uh, Han fans and stuff. But you know what I mean, right? He's the main character. He's every, Everyone loves him. He's he's the hero, you know? And at the end of... And you know he's in exile for a reason. Like, we know he's in exile because he lost his Jedi students. And, like, we know... Which, I again, I think is incredible story arc. One of my favorites is when you see, like, a hero fall from grace. And you see his redemption, right? You see him come back from that. So... We get to the scene where Ray is there. She's got the lightsaber out. She hands it to Luke Skywalker. He grabs it. He looks at it. And he just nonchalantly throws it over his shoulder. Was it kind of funny? I guess. But you literally led up to this during a whole movie. Like the whole point was to find Luke Skywalker. And then the for two years, we've been speculating what's going on. Like six months ago, you revealed the name of the movie. Or a year ago, you revealed the name of the movie called The Last Jedi. It's getting good. You're building hype, and then in one second, he looks at it, throws it over his shoulder, and he walks away. And so Ray's like, what? And so she goes and picks up the lightsaber, and she's you know trying to talk to him, and he doesn't want anything to do with her. And I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't have a problem with him being, like, grouchy, grumpy, and wanting to be in exile. Like, I'm totally cool with that. And they, they just, they talk about things, you know, they talk about in the movie where he's, oh, you know, he, he exiled himself. He even cut himself off completely from the Force. Which is, which is, you know, like a self-form of punishment or he's angry, whatever it is. And, and that sort of stuff, that that's actually really cool to me. I liked that a lot. I like that angle. But they were building up to this epic, like, Luke Skywalker reveal, and then they just crap it out in the beginning. They crap it out in his opening scene. And, and apparently, when uh, Mark Hamill originally read the script for Last Jedi, he did not like it. And he, he like, went to... Ryan Johnson. I call him Ryan Johnson because I think that's what his name probably is. And they spelled it differently trying to sound cool in Hollywood, but Ryan Johnson, <laughs> um, I, I think, you know, he went to him and he, he complained about the character and, and obviously it's not Mark Hamill's position to be able to make demands or anything, but he's just saying like, this just doesn't, I don't like it. Even Mark Hamill didn't like it for crying out loud. And so then you have like this sort of training sequence and, and then you start to get a little bit of like, you know, Ray's Ray's being a pain in his ass. So after she's being a pain in his ass, then he finally decides to train her once, she, once he realizes that she has power. And even he's like, who are you? And she's like, Oh, I'm, I'm nobody from nowhere. And he's like, nobody's from nowhere. And she's like, Oh, I'm from Jakku. And he's like, well, that's pretty close to nowhere. That was a funny bit. And so <laughs> there's, there's, and then you get to see kind of a little bit of a training montage and you start to see her, her, she's she's dancing with the dark side and you're like oh god and luke's like do you're freaking me out kid you know all that stuff i liked like that that was good you know but i didn't like how they just this build-up of two years and for one second of a comedy bit you have him throw it over his shoulder 
Um, now, a lot of people talk about the meta of this movie, I guess you would say, where they, they're saying people don't get it. If you just watch this movie on the surface, you don't get it. And I do get what a lot of uh, they're saying, because there are a lot of people that if you watch this on the surface as just a huge Star Wars fan, you're disappointed in certain decisions the movie made. But part of their argument that they make is that you have to look a lot deeper into this movie. Well, I like that to an extent, but sometimes this is a this is a popcorn flick in my opinion. This isn't like, you know, I I don't know. This isn't. Uh, God, I'm trying to think of the movie with the stupid movie with the sled at the end, Rosebud or whatever. Uh, Citizen Kane. Right? It's, it's not. It's not like Citizen Kane. It's it's not whatever. You know, it's freaking Star Wars. And uh, so to to have to dig deeper and to have to have a a philosophical uh, discussion with myself after a movie for a Star Wars movie, that's kind of stupid. I'm sorry. It just is. And uh, so so I think that excuse is kind of crap. But one thing they were talking about, and there is a theme throughout the movie, is almost like hitting the reset button. That's what it felt like to me. Like Rian Johnson was basically saying... J.J. Abrams, you set up a, a good Star Wars movie, but I'm burning it down because I want to make Star Wars my way. Now, what I don't understand about that is that Rian Johnson, Johnson was recently signed up to do like another trilogy that's outside of the characters of this trilogy. So if that's the case, why not do these movies with the story, with the characters? You don't have to reboot it in episode eight. Just like finish eight and nine, finish the story arc of Rey and her parents and Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker, close it all off in episode nine. And then you start your new thing. I don't, this movie felt like a, a resetting of the series, which if this was episode seven, that would make sense. But it wasn't. This is episode eight. We already had episode seven, which laid the groundwork for a trilogy. And then eight comes in and just starts like stepping on all of our Lego houses and breaking everything. And again, not saying that it's not good to shake things up, but why is what is the point of episode seven? <laughs> episode seven happened with like no repercussions for the most part. Um, and then the uh, third thing that they set up in episode seven that I really hated was the death of Snoke. So in episode eight, Snoke, who is the supreme leader of the order, the New World Order, <laughs> Kevin Nash and Scott Hall, <laughs> and Snoke, Nash and Hall. Um, he gets killed in this movie by Kylo Ren. So it's you're kind of like, oh, I thought Snoke was going to be awesome. And, and that was another thing they started to set up was this mysterious character named Snoke. You don't even see him in real life. You see him only through like his big head on the blue screen projector. And you're like, wow, he's got kind of scarred up. Who could he be? What's going on? Ooh, and again, you know, it's the fan theories and all that sort of stuff. Like, who could this be? What's going on? And then, um, <laughs> and then he gets just, quite frankly, just, just shit out like a like a bad character. Um, he gets he gets just punked. Um, so if you haven't seen the movie and you're still here, I assume you don't care about spoilers anymore. So like, he's got Ray's lightsaber on his chair and he's talking to Kylo he's talking to Ray about how oh give me the secrets and I'll learn everything of the Jedi and then and then Kylo Ren he's like talking about Kylo Ren's like I I made Kylo Ren so manipulable oh I can read his mind oh he sucks oh and he's basically talking trash about Kylo Ren who's standing right there <laughs> kneeling right there technically and then Kylo Ren's like He's like gonna kill Ray. He's getting ready to do it, but he slowly, uh, with his other hand, he's turning the lightsaber that's next to Snoke, and then he opens it or he turns it on, and it goes through Snoke's like side, and then he force pulls it back to him. Now, 
granted, that was cool. Like, he force pulls it, and as he force pulls it, it cuts Snoke in half. And you're just like, oh, that was cool. But as you think about it, you're like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. So, Snoke was a nobody. And his buildup in the first, in episode seven, was for nothing. And he's a nobody character. So, like, obviously, we thought there would be a Kylo Ren turn, or we thought something would happen. But nope. Snoke, whoever he was, will never learn about his past. We'll never understand why he was just an evil guy with scars. We'll never understand any of that. We'll never understand how he got so powerful. We'll never understand who trained him. We just don't know. And, and and that's like we're supposed to deal with that. And and that to me is a plot hole. And that to me is a unfinished storyline. And I don't like that. And and yes, you could argue, oh, well, there's the theme. You know, the theme is this movie's going in directions you're not expecting. Yeah, you're right, because the expectation I had of this movie was to go on a freaking understandable direction so that my brain would understand what's happening it, it makes no sense to me why you kill off snoke in that movie unless it's some sort of uh e even even the way they did it with the kylo ren not a redemption story but kylo ren becoming the bad guy that makes sense to me but there was no backstory so snoke is just a throwaway garbage character right this doesn't make any sense so so those were like the three main things that i felt that they that they took for episode seven that were building like three three huge things that were building up and they just trashed them um uh the, the the other major issue i have with the movie like the the major major one there's a lot of little ones i'm going to talk about and don't worry i have a lot of positive things to talk about too i actually liked a lot of things in this movie <clears throat> but uh overall i did not like the movie as much as i wanted to was how they handled and, and again spoiler if you're still here and you haven't cared about previous spoilers but the death of luke skywalker so there's an awesome scene in this movie. In fact, my favorite scene in the movie uh, is this final battle. So what's left of the resistance, which is like Leia and like 10 people. So basically all the characters in the movie <laughs> are in this like Hoth like planet. It's actually a pretty cool planet too. It's like a salt mining planet, but the salt and red, like the crystals are like red underneath. So like when you step, it almost looks like blood underneath. It's actually really cool. Uh, I like the set piece there quite a bit. Um, I didn't so much care for the crystal foxes running around. But uh, it's whatever. It's one more toy they can sell. Uh, Disney can sell, so it's fine. I'm just move my microphone here. Um, and so, uh, I like the planet, uh, Luke. Uh, so they basically have to hold off. They're waiting for a distress beacon that they've sent out to everybody, and apparently nobody cares. <laughs> nobody has <laughs> responded. So they're alone, and they think they're gonna die. And the 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 New World Order, <laughs> the NWO, is there to to uh to destroy them and they've got a battering ram cannon that uh that can blow open a door in one hit and they can't hold anything off so they're sitting there and all of a sudden luke skywalker shows up you're like oh man this is my guy this is he's the hero like this is his story of redemption he was he was putting away his he was putting away his his um his failure he was moving on past that and uh he is you know, here to save the day, which real quick. So I liked, I did like how they handled the story between what happened between him and Kylo Ren. So they, they, they show it from three different angles. They show originally like the story, which is Luke goes there and, and gets attacked and Kylo Ren's a bad guy. Then they show Kylo Ren's uh, view of everything, which is he, he looked over his shoulder and this crazed look, evil Mark Hamill's trying to cut him down and then he barely escapes. And then they show the truth, which is somewhere in the middle, uh, which like a lot of things. And it was that, it was that Luke saw evil in him 
thought he should kill him and then instantly regretted that decision and pulled away. But as he pulled away, Ben was looking at him. Kylo Ren was looking at him very scared for his life. And then he pulled the lightsaber on Luke. And so then Luke, you know, goes to strike him or whatever. And then they break the building on top of Luke. So you're like, well, and then when Luke comes to the Jedi temples burning and a handful of Jedi are with uh, Kylo Ren. So the Knights of the Ren, uh, as they are being called. So, uh, so anyway, uh, so that was like his redemption is coming in this part of the movie. So he, uh, he walks out there and you're like, okay, he's gonna, he's gonna fight Kylo Ren one-on-one and he's gonna put him out in front of everybody watching. And you're like, you know, so at first you're like, I'll bet you Kylo Ren does the stupid thing all bad guys do. And he says, don't attack this guy. I'm going to, I'm going to get him. And then he goes out there and Kylo Ren just looks at everybody and goes, I want every ship to fire on that man. And then every ship does. And it's just tons of laser blasts, laser blasts, laser blasts, laser blasts. And at first I thought, you know, this could be the whole Obi-Wan Kenobi thing where Luke goes out and goes out like, like a punk, like Obi-Wan and just lets someone cut him down. <laughs> it's just ah, it's so frustrating. Um, so you think that's what's going to happen and you shoot all this stuff. And then they finally, after a while, stop firing. It's like a two minutes of firing. And, and so like the dust settles and I was hoping to see like Luke standing there with like a force bubble around him or something, but nope, Luke's just standing there. And, uh, and he, he walks out there and, uh, you know, and he's like, and, and then he kind of looks at his shoulder, which is very clean. And he just does like this brush off his shoulder like brushing off the 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 crappy attack and you're just like it's super cheesy at the time it makes sense later and i'll i'll go into it but it was super cheesy at the time i'm like what the hell like that looks fake as hell why would why would he do that well there's a reason for it i'll get i'm getting there so anyway so he does that fake thing and kylo ren's like oh that's i'm gonna handle this myself nobody fire i'm gonna handle this myself which i don't know why he didn't do the first time but that's fine so kylo ren goes down there and they're talking a little bit and they have this this like this is my favorite scene in the whole movie and they're like having this conversation and you're like oh my god we're gonna see an epic fight because i was saying this right before the movie started when i was in the theater i, I don't much care for the prequels but episode one's darth maul fight scene to me is the stuff of legend so well choreographed, so well done. I mean, Ray Park's the man, but like so well done that like that was iconic to that movie and it was right near the end of the movie. So it left a good taste in your mouth, even though a lot of things in that movie did not leave a good taste in my mouth. And as much as an epic fight, the uh, episode three fight between um, Obi-Wan and Anakin was, it wasn't that great. And it didn't make sense because like Anakin went from being like a, a torn loving kind of guy to killing a whole bunch of little kids and then wanting to kill uh, Obi-Wan. I don't understand. Uh, it didn't, it didn't make any sense. Like he just, it was like such a crappy character and so poorly written. Um, but the Darth Maul fight specifically stands out and it's probably my favorite fight scene in any Star Wars movie. And so I was really wanting something like that because earlier in Star Wars episode eight, you did get the throne room scene where after they kill Snoke, Ray and Kylo fight like four red guard. And, and that's fine, except these guys aren't Jedi. So I'd like to see a Jedi and Jedi fight, you know, it was Vader versus Luke uh, was iconic. And then, you know, it would have been nice to see that. Uh, and, and unfortunately you don't get to see that, but for good reason. So I love it because you've got this thing and, and Kylo Ren just charges him and he's running full speed. And then you see him like slice through essentially Luke's midsection. And you're like, Oh, here we go. Luke did the Obi-Wan thing where he just let him cut him down. And then like Kylo Ren turns around and then Luke turns around. You're like, Oh my God. Like, Oh, actually first I should say also, they did this really weird. Like he comes after Luke and Luke like ducks it. And then he does like a matrix 
like backwards, like back slides, and then late the thing goes over his head. It's so freaking stupid. And I was just like, oh god, don't cheese me out on this. But also, they showed little hints that I I was picking up on, but I couldn't put two and two together. Like Luke was walking, but wasn't leaving red spots on the ground. And they even show that to you. And I thought it was because maybe he was using the force to move lighter. Like maybe he was using the force to glide. And it made sense why he could like slide and do the limbo underneath Kylo Ren's lightsaber because, you know, he was carrying himself lighter than air or something like that. that that's where my head was going in the moment as I was watching it. So then you get Kylo Ren. He runs through Luke and like slices through him. And then he thinks he's got him and he turns around and then Luke turns around and looks at him and you're like, what? Like, what's going on with Luke? What's going on? And I noticed other things too. Like Luke's beard was darker. It wasn't, it didn't have any gray in it. He looked a little skinnier. Like there were things that looked really good. And, uh, you know, but I knew where, I knew they were off, but I couldn't put it together in the moment. And then all of a sudden, so then Kylo walks up to him and he walks up to him slow and he just pokes his lightsaber through him. And he pokes it through him and it doesn't kill him. And Luke's just standing there almost like a projection. And then that's what the big reveal is. Then it shows Luke Skywalker still on the the Jedi Island. And he's like meditating on this rock and he has projected himself, which was a theme they were setting up the whole movie because Ray and Kylo could see each other and they actually could even touch like Kylo could. Uh, he, he got some rain on him when he was talking to like it's it was this really cool. Like there was obviously a way the force can connect two people. And so he had projected himself there as a powerful Jedi would do. And you know what? He beat him with intelligence, didn't beat him with might. Like, I loved the whole thing. The whole theme was freaking great. Just just awesome. And so then, you know, then Kylo... And then uh, Luke says something like, see around, kid. And during this whole point, Rey is getting people... Is using her force powers to lift rocks away from a hole in the canyon so that all the people can escape the base, get on the Falcon, and leave. So it's like, oh my God, like Luke was the hero. He came back, but he didn't succumb to trying to have to kill Kylo. He didn't, you know, it was great. And I love that whole scene. Up until they then show Luke sitting on his little chair, he falls off. And then he's like, ugh. And then he kind of stands, does he fall off? Maybe he doesn't fall off. No, he was right earlier. But he's sitting there like on the thing. And then all of a sudden, he just disappears and his clothes fall down. And so you have that, Obi-Wan Kenobi moment that we were talking about earlier where he sacrificed himself. But my problem with that is why? Why at that point? Okay, you just had this awesome hidden secret reveal where Luke Skywalker outsmarted Kylo Ren. He showed him that he is not the Jedi that he thinks he or that not the force user that he thinks he is. Luke is smarter, he's stronger, he can be a better fighter. And so all this stuff's going on and then he dies anyway. <laughs> like, what's the freaking point of that? Like, if you're going to do the sacrifice, have Luke get his ass there, fly in on an X-Wing, maybe take out a couple ships on the way, jump out of his thing in, in a crazy super flip, and then be like, Kylo, I won't fight you. I won't fight you. And then have Kylo kill him too. Hell, have Kylo kill everybody that used to be in a Star Wars movie. Why the hell not? But I don't understand why you do the sacrifice of Luke, you know, and then you, you reverse it and say, Oh, he didn't die. See, look, he tricked him. And you're like, Oh, that's so cool. That's like super Jedi powers. And then hey, he dies anyway. And I'm just like shaking my head. Like what? Why? Why do it that way? Like that makes no sense to me. And it's just non-traditional and it's not good writing in my opinion. You know, it just wasn't good. Like if you're going to have him sacrifice himself, have him sacrifice himself right there to help people escape. And yes. Okay. So 
clearly death doesn't really mean anything because getting to another thing I kind of liked and kind of didn't like was that Yoda shows up in this movie. So after, after Ray leaves and Luke's going to burn the Jedi temple. Cause he's like, this is stupid. And these old books, you know, whatever Yoda shows up and starts talking to him about how he still doesn't understand. And basically Yoda's trying to teach him, which I believe is in direct conflict with other lessons he tried to teach him before about, uh, but he, Luke's trying to teach him or, uh, Yoda is trying to teach Luke about how he needs to not be so rigid and like he needs to understand that that uh, you can't follow the Jedi tomes 100% and you can't you can't just follow it's a religion it's a religion based off of the force but the force supersedes uh, the force supersedes the Jedi and that no the, the, the force wasn't reserved for Jedi only and that the Sith were bad people using it that the force was for everyone and that's a common theme in this movie which I really did enjoy was that it's just, you know, that the force is a, it is a force. And the balance of it comes from the fact, not that having someone really good is going to make someone really bad, but there are just good and bad people in this world. And there's always going to be a balance. Um, you can't have, you know, you can't have morning without the night sort of situation, right? You know, so um, you can't appreciate a sunny day until you've had a rainy one sort of thing. Um, so I like that theme and I like most of that stuff, but I don't like how they just, they pulled the switcheroo, which was my favorite scene of the whole movie. And then they just have him die anyway. And then later, you know, Leia and, and, and Ray are talking and she's like, Oh, I felt him gone, but like it was peaceful. And like, so you don't feel any sorrow still that like the most powerful dude you spent a whole movie looking for again, going back to the, what they scrapped from episode seven is just now he's just gone. And, and it sucks. Uh, I think that was really poorly handled. I think Luke Skywalker should have been a main character in the in this movie and the next. And then you can do your reboot franchise in the Star Wars universe. I just don't care. But this was supposed to be the, the finality of the Skywalker saga, in my opinion. Um, much, much like, I guess, Metal Gear in that sense, where Metal Gear introduced, like, Big Boss and started kind of going through a new storyline, but there was still, like, an ending to Solid Snake's story in Metal Gear Solid 4. Like, we still need the ending to Luke Skywalker's story. And it could have been this movie. It didn't have to be the next movie. But it just ended in such a dumb way. i, I just not happy with it at all. Uh, and, and this can be very polarizing. Like, if you're still listening, thank you, first of all. But most... most I would say most people by now have probably stopped listening and are, are leaving nasty comments because this movie is very polarizing. Um... But one thing I think everybody can agree on is the casino scene in the movie was really stupid. Uh, so here, here's a bunch of little things I didn't like about the movie. The casino scene seems completely unnecessary. I don't know why they didn't have... I would have rather they had to like infiltrate the Super Star Destroyer to, to break the code instead of having to find a master code breaker and then they're automatically on the ship and then the ship's easy. Like, why not have them navigating through the whole ship and maybe getting caught and having to beat up guards and stuff, you know? And, and that was also a, a big issue I had was the quote-unquote slow-speed chase where the premise of this is, like, there's they're out of fuel. They can only warp one more time, but they can track their warp, so they have to basically somehow not warp. Um, and... And then they're so they're slowly staying out of the range of the super star destroyers, but they're going to burn all their fuel and then eventually be floating there. So it, it, that's so that's something, <laughs> I guess. So that's that that's a story plot. Is as a, and then so what they do is they have to go to this casino planet, which somehow Poe and um, chubby Asian lady I don't remember her character name because she was so unimportant and uneventful and boring that uh, 
they ha- Poe has to go down and find a master codebreaker because somehow during all this they find they call Maz, you know, who was like last episode seven's Yoda character. They call Maz and she's having some sort of mech battle and she's on the comms and she's saying, "Oh, the only person who can do that is a master codebreaker on this casino planet." And you're like, okay, I guess. And then, um, <laughs> and then, so then they have to go to a casino planet. That makes no sense to me. Like that all felt rushed and stupid. Why? Why not just have them infiltrate this the super star destroyer or whatever, um, the command ship? I think that'd have been more cool and have it be almost like a spy sort of thing, like a sneak around and whatever, which eventually leads to the Benicio del Toro, crappy, like, oh, I turned on you and he's got like a really stupid stutter. It was it was pretty awful. And I like Benicio del Toro mostly, but he just shows up in movies now randomly and and doesn't do anything. It's really annoying. Um. Which I think is actually something everybody can agree on is that the casino scene was really dumb. Like, nobody thought that was a good part of the movie. Uh, and there were a lot of themes they were trying to push, like, oh, cruelty to animals is bad and war- warmongering is bad. And, and like, you know, I, which I did like a little bit that they said, you know, the rebels and, like, because this was all rich people. And they're like, how do you think these people got so rich? And somehow pudgy Asian lady knows all about this stuff. And she's like, well, how do you think they got so rich? I'm like, well, they all, they all profiteer on war. And like, okay, well, that, that's, that's a theme that you know is in real life as well so you're like okay it's a theme uh and then um <laughs> so they but they make ships for the uh resistance and the new world order <laughs> for the nwo <laughs> and um so you're like oh see war is bad it, there's not always a good side and a bad side sometimes it's just war is bad you know whatever and uh, which which I which is true, except that later they show like, oh, this little kid's got a an alliance ring. He's for the alliance, for the rebel alliance. And you're like, you're like, okay, I guess you know the rebels are the good guys. <laughs> like they spent a whole lot of time like on this little theme of maybe the rebels are just as bad. And that was one thing I liked also was Kylo Ren was saying, you know what, the order, the res- the the rebel alliance skywalkers let's get rid of all of them like let's just get rid of all these people and ray you and me kylo ren we can build like a new world together you know kind of echoing episode three when um when uh anakin wanted to do that but uh but yeah so i you know i was like well you know whatever so the casino seems a total waste of time uh they have an angle where poe is just a a really crappy soldier (laughs) and he sacrifices his people just so that they can bomb and blow up a like a mega destroyer. I forget what the name of that ship was called. And he they like they lose every one of their ships except for like five, just so that they can blow up one of these mega ships. And they like lost like three bombers. Which these bomber ships are the slowest, clunkiest piles of crap. And they get shot twice and they blow up by a Tie Fighter. So I don't know how, I don't know how anybody like expected these things to not suck ass, but they suck and they're really slow moving and they're terrible. They kind of look like Boba Fett's ship where it's like really long. So it's like just, they're moving at the snail's pace. They're just super slow. And they're like, oh, I hope we can drop the bombs in time. And you're like, oh, X-Wings, hold off those TIE Fighters. There's like 100 TIE Fighters, like 20 X-Wings, and then these three crappy bombers. Anyway, so I, I didn't like how they turned Poe's character into like a stupid, like, they're almost trying to turn him into like a Han Solo type, except that he, everything he does doesn't work out. <laughs> so like Poe does a bunch of stupid stuff. And then, uh, th- so then they bring in after, um well, yeah, I got to talk about this right away. So, so then during that battle, uh, Princess Leia, the the board, the 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 command area of the ship, 
like the the bridge the bridge gets exploded and everyone who's on the bridge including admiral akbar who they showed for one second and then he gets whipped out is all dead which first point why aren't those more reinforced because that seems to make no sense to me that that like one ship could go in and just kill the whole command of a ship but anyway so you have that and then so it gets blown out and somehow even with all the exposure everything leia's just floating in space very cg ugly looking wannabe jj abrams like solar flare and then she's floating and all of a sudden her hand twitches a little bit and then she starts superman flying back to the ship because i mean what i can only guess is the force saved her uh, maybe the like the force put her on autopilot she saved herself with the power power of the force i don't i don't understand really what what happened there how come um how come um snoke didn't have like the force protect him automatically from getting cut in half i don't know um but uh yeah so you know that, that that's that's what it is um I didn't like it. It looked awful. And and I thought, you know, maybe they were going to actually kill her character off since, um, unfortunately, Carrie Fisher passed away. And they're going to have to rewrite 9 or write her out of 9 or something so that, you know, it makes sense. So it's fine. So the slow speed chase, flying space Leia, Poe being a crappy soldier, and then the resistance also. So he tries to take over the resistance because he feels like the commander has a bad plan, which is to get everyone onto transport ships and run away. And he's like, no, don't. I've got my friends have this really ridiculous plan to get on the ship and break the code and whatever. And then she's like, she won't reveal the plan to him. She won't just tell him what the plan is. So he basically overthrows the command and then tries to take over the bridge. And then Princess Leia stun guns him when she shows up. And then it's because, oh, well, the Risen's really had a good plan and they knew what they were doing. And you're like, well, like, so, so Poe's just an idiot. Like that, that's like, he seemed like an ace fighter pilot was awesome. And then now he's just a stupid soldier who makes bad decisions. Okay, whatever. And now maybe in the next movie they'll turn him into like a commander and he'll have learned from his stupid mistakes, but I doubt it. Um, like it's, it's almost like he's a he's like a, a, a new version of Han Solo. Like I felt like in this movie they kept like every new character is trying to be like a new version of an old character, I guess. Uh, one thing I really did not like too was uh, it seems like now when they go into warp speed, when they're in warp speed, they show like this tunnel effect, which looks like straight out of Star Trek. And I don't like that at all. Like, I don't, I don't like it. You know, what was iconic about Star Wars was the stretching, the stretching lights, the stretching stars as you're zipping through the universe. So that was iconic to Star Wars, not this blue warp tunnel swept around. So I don't know. I didn't like that. I thought it was stupid. Also, they, uh, they had a, an effect where to get Ray on the ship, uh, she, the, the Falcon zips out of, uh, um, warp speed and then launches her pod and then zips right back into warp speed without anybody noticing like if that was possible you know how wars would be fought they would zip in a bunch of ships blow a bunch of stuff up and then zip out like that's that's how wars would be i, I don't understand like why they just make warp speed work for them. it to me what it felt like was we don't know how to get ray on the ship without making sense of how them not blowing her up so let's just warp in and out which also doesn't make sense because then after all that stuff ray somehow magically gets back on the falcon so what what should have happened was they captured the falcon they captured her, like chewy on the falcon and then when they when they escape from ray she gets back with chewy and they fly out on the falcon now again you can presume that's what happened but how did she communicate with chewbacca to come back and pick her up after she was ready to leave 
you know, after they killed Snoke. I, you know, th- that this is the sort of things that, like, this is what we complain about when we're complaining about plot holes and loopholes. It's like, oh, well, you just have to assume that she called Chewbacca. Chewbacca picked her up. They don't, and this is what people argue. Like, they don't have to show you what happened. They just, you know, they don't have to show you what happened. Just, you know, think about it a little bit. I'm like, I, I am thinking about it. It doesn't make any damn sense. That's that's why it's a plot hole. Anyway, so last last uh, thing was I feel like there's too many characters to keep track of now as well. So you've got just off the top of my head, Poe, Finn, Asian pudgy face lady, Luke, Ray, Kylo, Benicio del Toro, Snoke, Princess Leia, uh, the commander who they gave no background to except that she was probably a really good fighter and then she sacrificed herself, and then. Yeah, and then now Supreme Commander guy, or the guy underneath Supreme Commander, slick back red hair guy, Weasley gets his ass kicked a lot. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so I just feel like there's too many characters that they're trying to focus on. When what made Star Wars great was you had like a couple main characters. Like really, you had your three main characters. You had your main villain, one, two villains, and that was it. Here you've got like so many. It's almost like they're trying to give them equal screen time, and so it doesn't work. But you can tell that they're trying to get away from one or two or three actors being the stars because they don't want to have to pay these people a bunch of money to reprise their roles when they could cut them out of the movie and still have a movie. So that was probably my biggest complaints. Uh, My overall point, I think, to the whole movie that I felt like right away, this is what I felt after thinking about it, was the movie felt like it's trying so hard to be a Star Wars movie instead of just being a great movie in the Star Wars universe. And I think that's what happened a little bit with Rogue One as well, where they were just trying to make a Star Wars movie as opposed to making a good movie in the Star Wars universe. And and, and it feels like in these movies, um, that's what's happening. Uh, also, uh, the Porgs, I, they're not obnoxious. They're annoying, but they're not obnoxious to me. Like, they weren't overused. Uh, I did find it interesting, though, that when Chewbacca has grilled one on the spit, he's like, it's the most perfect golden brown, evenly cooked piece of meat ever and you can't get that from cooking things on a campfire but that's fine (laughs) it's just some of those stupid things (laughs) um but some things i liked i like the talk uh like i said earlier about uh, kylo ren talking to ray about starting over like get rid of the alliance get rid of the nwo get rid of everything and whatever i liked how they returned the force to the spiritualism side of it where it's just something that exists in all of us and we just have to learn to use it as opposed to it being the metachlorians where you're predetermined if you are force sensitive or not uh so i liked that idea um and uh yeah and i I like the idea of the, the the warmongering part where they talked about you know maybe this conflict between the rebels and the new world order just result in people getting rich and rich people getting richer by selling weapons to them. Uh, so again, to, to sum it all up here, I think overall, I thought the movie was okay. I'm not mad I went and saw it, but after thinking about it more, the more I think about it and the more I break it down, the less I liked it, which is disappointing because I wanted to like it very much. I didn't overhype it though either. I went in with, I feel very checked expectations and uh, was was sadly disappointed with the movie. So uh, if you've made it this far still and you haven't seen the movie, I do recommend still going to see it. And, and let me know if you think I'm crazy. Um, if you're still here, you did see the movie and you totally disagree with me. Also, let me know. I, I love a good discussion. you know. And again, these are my opinions on why I didn't like the movie. It doesn't mean that the movie's bad. In fact, I don't think it's bad. I think the movie was fine. I just don't think it was a great Star Wars movie, in my opinion. So anyway, uh, that is my uh, spoiler-filled rant about the new Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. I'm still going to go see Episode Nine. 
but I don't know. I, I my 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 interest in Star Wars just keeps getting less and less as time goes on. And I I was really excited when they said they were rebooting Star or not rebooting, but making new Star Wars movies when Disney bought the rights to it from George Lucas. I was super happy, super excited because I wanted the story to continue. And I'm not mad that the story is continuing, but I just don't understand. If you're gonna continue it, you gotta continue it and not just kill off the old characters and then try to make a whole new thing that you can like turn into a new money making machine. But anyway, thanks always for listening. Uh, if there will be no uh, podcast next week, uh, I'll be doing my day after Christmas sale. It's be really, really busy for me the next week or so. Um, but I should be back after that. I'll probably swing in, just drop off a Merry Christmas message to y'all. But uh, in any case, I always appreciate listening. If you heard this on uh, YouTube, I'd love if you smash that subscribe button. If you heard it on iTunes, thank you. SoundCloud, thank you. If you could come over to YouTube, you could search the drop rate and uh, find us on YouTube there uh, or go to droprate.life. That'll redirect you to our YouTube page. You can subscribe there. Uh, I'm so proud. We hit five. We, hit, we just broke 500 subscriptions. We've been going since the end of April. So... To me, in in seven months, doing like 500 subs in seven months to me is really impressive. And, and I'm very, very happy about that. And it's a slow burn. You know, it's a really slow climb. Uh, but once you get to 1,000, stuff really starts to open up for you. And uh, so I'm really, really happy about that and really excited. But anyway, thank you again for listening. I'll stop with all the mushy stuff. I hope everybody has a great holiday, a great Christmas weekend coming up here. Enjoy some time with your family. Eat too much food. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Have a good one.